You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. Hey, Paul. Hey, Kristen. How are you doing? Good. So uh, what are we going to talk about today in this episode of What the Hell Just Happened in HR? Well, today I would like to talk about our good friend Tesla and Ooh. some of their oh, I have recent things mm-hmm. they've been had going on. Yeah, they've gotten themselves in a lot of trouble. They are not great at HR. No, it turns out they are not. No. They, they've got some things to learn, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I was going to talk about today is they have a, a recent complaint uh, <laughs> through the NLRB. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to do with letting employees discuss wages mm-hmm. and hiring and other employment actions that are going on within the company. Right. So we know, because we're HR nerds, that the National Labor Relations Board governs the National Labor Relations Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, a quick history lesson for those out there who don't read about this stuff and our HR nerds. Um, the act was put in place, I think, in the mid-30s, if I recall. Um, a lot of times we, as small employers, don't really pay much attention to these kind of what we see as big federal laws. Um, this big federal law was put in place in order to pave the way for unions, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So and that's another reason why we're like, well, we don't have a union in our little business or our big business, so why do we care about these rules um, and the answer to that question is, is we care because the rules apply to every single employer in the United States, whether you have one employee or whether you have thousands, and that there are some rules tucked inside of this legislation, which uh, goes above and beyond unionization. And it kind of makes sense that it does, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, in order to unionize, um, you have to have certain abilities or uh, employees have to have the capabilities, maybe not abilities, the best word, capability to be able to discuss things like what? Like their wages yes. and the conditions of their employment. Right. So that is what is being protected by that. And it does come up a lot because, you know, I know I started out work in a, at least in the mental space of you don't talk about your wages. Yes, that was what I thought, you yeah. know, going into the workforce, because that was just what everyone around me did. But yeah. that's not really the rule, is it? It can't be the rule. That's the that's the issue with it. And I think when we came into the world, and uh, when I say we, I mean Cedar, um, when we came into the world in 2006, I would say 90% of all handbooks that were sent to us for review had a policy in it that would basically say in some form or another, uh, wages are private. Anyone who discusses them will be fired for it or mm-hmm. could be fired for it. Yep. Um, and you can't, you can't, can't do that. Right. Um, and, you know, I'll just share without getting into too much detail because we don't, we don't want to share too much information about specific instances that happens with our members, but we have seen our members uh, get on the wrong side of this law. Right. Um, particularly, uh, believe it or not, down in Texas, uh, Texas, the National Labor Relations Board members who are down there um, are uh, quite aggressive. Uh, they went after the, the state of Texas uh, Dental Association. Oh, and, wow. and uh, um, 
gosh, I could just go on and on and on <laughs> about this. I, I mean, it's this crazy rule, this crazy law. But the the um, I, I know that ten years ago, I sat. Um, I I used to I used to be married to an attorney who actually worked here. I sat with her in some of her continuing education, where National Labor Relations lawyers were educating at the CE continuing education courses around the states at all the different states for the, um, for the attorneys, for their CEs and telling them about the rule, how it applies and actually saying to them, if you've got a case or you've got a client and you're going at and you're, you know, you're representing them and you're representing them on something and you see this in an employee handbook, know that you have another actionable thing there and they're actually breaking the law. And if you make us aware of it, we will investigate it and it will give you two fronts upon which you can attack. Wow. So just having the policy alone was just enough. Was enough. Okay. Yeah, this is one of those. This is one of those rare things where I say, if you make a, a, a mistake in your employee handbook, you can make a mistake in your employee handbook. But if you never applied that mistake, then you wouldn't have done anything unlawful. Mm-hmm. It would be. It could be used against you because it could show you don't know what you're doing, and, right. and it certainly would be used against you. Um, but in this case, you're actually breaking the law. It's actionable, and you can. Uh, they come after you. Yeah, because the policy itself is prohibiting yes. a right that the employees have. That the employees have. And so, so Tesla did this? No. <laughs> no. They would never. Elon Musk <laughs> went out publicly and told people that they better not be talking about this stuff, they, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. You know, it's hard to believe. I know he has a, a great history. <laughs> a, a, he's not doing so good right now. No, seems yeah. to be struggling a little bit. Yeah. He needs... Some cedar guidance. I think he could use this on the. <laughs> and, and this is uh, this is crazy because um, I I know his attitude is I have more money than God and I have tons of lawyers and I'll do whatever I want to do and then I will get myself out of it or if I have to pay a fine I'll just pay the fine right just I'll pay just your do way something. out I'll pay my way out of it and that works fantastic for billionaires right um, but for a moment for a moment yeah <laughs> but for the rest of us out here who own businesses and who have employees. Um, we look, uh, just the threat of a lawsuit and lawyers know this, just the threat of the lawsuit is enough to make you want to pay it because it's going to, well, if you fight it, it's just going to suck the life out of you. Right. Yeah. I'm not worth it. It's just not, it's just, well, all the time you spend fighting it. You can't fight this by the way. And this is one of those things it's in your own words in your employee handbook. So you can't really fight it. You put the nail in the coffin for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You've kind of handed them everything they need. They're not going to back off. And then look, the things that they make you do, if you get found guilty, and by the way, they're the judge, jury, and the, and the, and the, uh, um, enforcer. So you don't go into a court system. They have their own system by which it's weird because I'm being sarcastic here for our <laughs> list for our one listener. It's weird because they always find in their own favor, you know. Right, what I mean? of course. <laughs> and, and and so what they um, what I've seen them do um, is reinstate an employee who did something really awful, force the practice to offer to reinstate the employee. Um, practice had to hire an attorney. They paid their attorney. And this was to, they were guilty, like they're not going to get out. I think they paid their attorney forty or $50,000 because they tried to fight it at first. Right. Yeah, um, just that initial cost. It's just that, I mean, we're all that way. Um, I think we're all, a lot of us that way because um, they couldn't believe it. And honestly, I, I can't give the details, but it, I was a little surprised at, at, at the way this played out. 
Um, and then they um, forced the uh, owner of the business, and this is part of their process. This was unique to them. Re- uh, forced the owner of the business to meet with the employees in front of one of the representatives from the National Labor Relations Board wow. and read a statement that he had broken the law, that it was not okay what he did, telling them what it was okay for them to do, and then alerting them that they had put a whole poster up and and said all the things that they did that they won't do anymore. Wow. <laughs> so public shaming as well. It was added to well, the list. a private shaming <laughs> private. in front of the employees. And and I, I just have to, I want to just give credit. I've seen this happen in two or three different times, uh, in two or three different um, instances. And one of the things I've also noticed is the employees aren't happy about it. Right. They don't like seeing this happen. The one employee is thrilled. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, they're happy about what they've done. Uh, but the rest of the employees don't think this is fair and don't think it's uh, the right thing to do. And, and I don't disagree. Nonetheless, here we are. Right. The rules are the rules. This is a law. And, and we, have to, we have to comply with it and not break it. And, I mean, you've asked me a question, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm monopolizing this. But I, I, I do like talking about the subject. I think the um, the last thing that I would add, and if you have anything else you want to add, please do. Um, that it changes the board changes politically. Every single time the presidency changes, there's an opportunity for the president to flip over this board and certain seats in it. Oh, that's interesting. And it um, when um, okay, so prior to uh, when President Obama came in. Uh, for the prior 12 years before that, the board was active and they would go after people. Um, they were pretty active and they were just starting to rear their head uh, quite a bit against small businesses. They just didn't used to go after small businesses. Um, and then when the Obama administration came in, some folks got on the board that were very, very uh, employee friendly and very much union friendly. And it swung way too far way too far in favor of the employee to the point where they had set uh, um, an opinion and they had said that an employee who can say, can use any language they want to, to express their frustration with their working conditions. And so if they walked into a supervisor's office and started dropping F-bombs and S-bombs and they could use, you could, you could not turn around and fire them for the language that they used. That's how far in one direction it went. And there were many other things that made it so broad that it had us all fearful um, of them. And, and rightfully so, because they were out lecturing and teaching attorneys and they were kind of right. like, hey, guys, we got a new tool here. Let's yeah. use it. And of course, all the attorneys are like, heck, yeah, <laughs> I love this. I, and right. they just see another 15 grand. Like, so the way they go could really change on a dime. Like it could just because there's been a trend currently of them not really pursuing yeah. something, that doesn't mean that that's not going to be the case yeah, in you the can't, future. You, you, yeah, that's exactly right. You can't depend on flying under the radar. Like you, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be depending on that to get yourself through or not being discovered or right. you know, that you're doing something wrong. You should just try from the base to get it right. And this is one of the getting it rights is that you cannot restrict their ability to discuss these things. And then it broadens. So right. that's something you can share. What What are some of the, it's not just sitting in a break room somewhere. Right. Um, where, where else? Where else? Well, they can talk about it. Any, they can talk about it social media if yeah. they want. That's yeah, so something now that, that comes up our, a lot. Our damn social media mm-hmm. uh, policy can't be overbroad or seen to squash that sort of stuff. So now we got to put in language there. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you know, what I found interesting about this claim too, was that it 
dealt with wage discussions, but also discussions of um, who they were hiring mm-hmm. and other employment actions that were going on. Mm-hmm. And I could definitely see an argument being made of, well, I don't want my employees talking about this other employee's, you know, corrective action or whatever yep. was going on with them. So, you know, how should we address that? Yeah. I, I mean, that's the question, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, how do you, how do you, how do you take what approaches can you take? What can you say? And what can't you say? Mm-hmm. For the listeners who are out there, I just want you to know, it sounds like we're telling you, well, here's the one thing we're telling them. What's the one thing we're telling them? That Don't, their employees are allowed to talk about <laughs> their wages and their conditions. Okay, so do we're not making stop that clear. That. Yeah. Yes. Do, not, do not stop that. And don't try to get cute around it either. Don't try another avenue to it. There's, there's no other way around that. Right. Um, no gossiping policies can be very problematic yep. because they definitely give the impression that yep. these sorts of things are being controlled yep. and they're not allowed to be. And so uh, we had that, I think, when we first did our handbook and it was pointed out that mm-hmm. we couldn't have that. So out that had to come. Right. You know? um, I, the one thing I, I want everybody to know is we're not saying you can't, you can't take action in some way, shape or form to I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word control. Mm-hmm. Look, generally when someone's, um, when they're participating in this kind of activity, they're participating in all kinds of other activities that are not so good for work or for them or for the job or whatever it is. And those are the things that we can focus on. Right. And we just can't focus on the stuff where they're talking about wages. Now, um, I, this comes up in a lot of different circumstances. So you mm-hmm. just can't take what I'm saying. You can't take this one thing from us. Again, I've said it like five times. <laughs> do not have a policy that forbids people from discussing benefits, wages, or working conditions. You just don't do that. Everybody can take that to heart. Mm-hmm. If, if you're a private employer, you're non-unionized, you you, you got to follow this rule. Um, but this is one of those circumstances where... I think we deal a lot with a lot of problems that brush up against the National Labor Relations Act, and we just have learned how to keep that in its own little place over there and be focused on the issue that's at hand that we're trying to solve. Yeah, keep the the performance issues separate from the issues. If there's a gossiping issue, then there's probably more than just... There's a way we can get specific about that. We don't call it gossip, and and there's lots of things we can say Mm -hmm. to an employee who is participating in gossip-like activity, right. we, can, we can narrow it down to non-professional communication. Mm-hmm. And why did you just talk about this person's whatever? Right. You, they're upset now. Right. Yeah. Now, what about a situation where somebody takes the information from someone else? I've taken your pay stub and I've looked at it. I've gone somewhere where I'm not authorized to witness this information and now I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can't fire you for talking about it, but I can get on you <laughs> for going and getting the information in a way that you were, did not have authorization to get. Right. So that was a very good way to end this, right? That's a specific thing. I'm not, no, I'm not firing you for talking about it. Right. Yes, I am firing you for going in my office, of which you never go into, and opening up my computer and for it being open to Mm -hmm. our payroll and you seeing stuff and then you talking about it. Right. That's going to get you in trouble. Exactly. If you're having the conversation together and you're both involved in it, then you have every right to have that conversation. But you can't go snatching other people's information without their permission. You can't go snooping and taking things that you're not supposed to have. Um, Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, I love that we're talking about the, the National Labor Relations Act. It's a just a super nerdy thing, but it <laughs> applies, and it's it's something that people should – I th- you should be fearful. 
you should avoid and stay away from this thing. As a manager, if you're listening to the podcast right now, just look into this a little bit more. Just yeah. do, do, you know, get a little more education or, or look at the education that we provide. We provide a, a couple of really good articles on this at, at the uh, Cedar website. Yep, we All certainly right. do. All right. Thanks for that. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened? Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week and remember, better workplaces make better lives.